listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bloody Podcast. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Maria Felix, along with my co-host, Cash Abdumalik. Hi. Hi. I'm flying, co-flying the plane. The yeah. Plane. Uh, Lori will be back with us next week. Mm-hmm. She's not dead. No. <laughs> She's no. We didn't kill her. She's, she's here. She's alive. So today we're headed down to Orlando, Florida. Home of the hits. Yes. And we're talking about Virginia Larzelaire. Mm. Virginia was accused and sentenced for masterminding the murder of her husband in 1991. What did he do? <laughs> First question <laughs> <Yeah>. to ask. <laughs> what he do? What did he do? Well, let's start with what she did. All right. Virginia Larzelier was born on December 27th, 1952, in a small town outside of Orlando, Florida, called Lake Wales. She was the eldest of four daughters to middle-class parents. I couldn't find her mother's name, but her father's name was Pee Wee Antley. <laughs> Wait, so his full name was Pee Wee Antley? Yeah. Was Pee Wee sure for something? Maybe. Maybe it's like Paul Williams, and they're like, hey, Pee-wee. Yeah. Probably. Paul, Paul Williams Herman. Let's see. Is Pee-wee short for something? Short. No, it's short. <laughs> Pee-wee's definition is a short or small person. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're not really sure. Maybe he was obviously a little guy. Yeah, he's circus folk. Uh, according to Virginia, this is, it gets, takes a turn really fast. Mm-hmm. According to Virginia and verified by her sisters, their father was a chronic alcoholic whose only hobby was sexually molesting his four daughters. Oh man, I was going to go real fun and then it, no, nah, you can't. Nope. No, nah, but Pee Wee's not in the picture for long. They cut his time short. Okay. Huh? Good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice work. Uh, Wonderful. Her sister, Peggy, told reporters that Virginia took most of the sexual abuse to spare her sisters from it, as much as she could anyway. I hear that that's usually the case. That's so sad. That's very horrifying. She finally ran away at 17 years old and married the first man she could. Unfortunately, that led to... That was just a gateway into another bad situation... And she ended up with an abusive husband. Oh, you mean if you throw a stone into a group of men, you're more than likely to hit a bad person? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a shock. (laughs) (laughs) She, She stayed married to him for 10 years. And she had her two kids, Jessica and Jason, before separating from her husband after, you know, a decade of conflict. Mm. She married another guy before divorcing the first guy. Oh, before? Yeah, like she was just like technically married him illegal, but we don't know why, you know, it could have been simply to get away from the first guy who was also abusive. We just don't know. Hmm. We don't know. Hmm. We see one side of this where like everybody, I will say this now, everybody kind of paints Virginia to be like a sex fixin and you know like she did it she got everything she wanted for with sex and manipulation and i'm not saying she didn't i'm just saying 
that's how that's how she's viewed by everybody. So we don't know if like she married the other guy illegally because just because she was like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't lo I don't love this other piece of shit anymore. I like right. this piece of shit now. Or if it was like, I need to get away from this piece of shit. So at least this other piece of shit, which is what happened in the case of her father. Ugh. You know, I'd rather deal with this asshole than sure. that asshole. Then she marries a third guy sometime in the 80s. And then finally, she do, she you know so that's three husbands. She she gets divorced from three husbands. She's raising her kids. Mm -hmm. She she becomes president of a construction company. All right, based in Edgewater, Florida, called Vlar. Vlar V dash Lar, which I think is Virginia V. Mm -hmm. La Lars Lair. Ah. Oh, Lars Lair. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't help but say it any other way. Vlar. That's a fucking... Maybe she's fucking freestyling under that name. Very <laughs> 80s hip hop. What's up, Vlar? Tell yeah. you what's up. Motherfuckers wanna try... Okay. She was living that life. Yeah. She was just out. Out, out in the boat. But also taking care of business. You know, one way or another. <laughs> she had... She liked money. She did like to go after guys with money. And there is a very, very uns unsubstantiated story that I don't believe because I couldn't find any backup to it. There's suspicion that she tried to kill her first husband by sending him out to like where she said her cousin's car had broken down. Mm -hmm. And then at that area, somebody shot at the husband on the highway. Well, it's Florida, so I mean, that just happens. Yeah. That's number one. That's like the number one thing, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. number two, it was also from another very biased article where it was like, she's the, you know, she's a devil woman. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, She's a woman. So, you know, she can't be trusted. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who hurt you? Her name was Angela. <laughs> <laughs> was that Adam's name or wife's name? No. God, uh, what was his name? Ugh. Guys, we're talking about Adam law, from Law and Order. Uh, the assistant DA from Law and Order. <laughs> the first Law and Order. The first Law and Order. The first couple seasons. He's fantastic. <laughs> He's the best. Off and around our house, we'll start to talk like him. That's our, right, Ben. Our point will come across, Ben. <laughs> Damn it, Ben. <laughs> we're both Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we're always both Ben. You, you guys don't care. It's Any, fine. Anyway, it's fine. anyway, uh, <laughs> one hot, sultry day. Yep. In Florida. What is this? In 1985. Wow. Virginia sauntered into the dental office of one Dr. Norman Lazalier. This is a dentist D office? D.S. <laughs> okay. For a mid-afternoon appointment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm in the corner reading Highlights magazine. Um. <laughs> Virginia now claims that it was like love at first sight. They flirted. She, you know, did her thing. He was, he's like really nerdy. He's a dentist, first of all. And he's a classic dentist. He's just like nervous and like, you know, like slight and like nerdy. And she's like all on it. Those dentists are a lively bunch. Swingers. Yeah? Mm -hmm. All of them? All of them. Oh, God, don't say that. It's like all those nightmares, like like that Seinfeld episode where they all like 
have sex in front of your like passed out body. You wake up, they're all fucking unbuttoning up. What the fuck? The so they dated and then they got married pretty quickly of that year. They married in June of that year. And Virginia, Jason, and Jessica moved into the dentist's mansion. That's right. A mansion. mansion. Yeah, wow. he has a mansion. He's a dentist in Florida. He's doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, he's got his work cut out for him. After a few years, things started going a little downhill, as they tend to do. Like things have up and downs in marriages. But Virginia got uh, charged with embezzlement from her company, Vilar. Vilar. Um, and she had to settle for like thirty four thousand, which is is a, it's a lot, but it's not that much, especially considering that Norman was worth around one million at the time. Not bad. So I don't know who knows, but anyway, so that that went bad. She folded the company, and on top of that. Jason was now like an older teenager. He's almost legal and he has developed an uncontrollable temper. He also frequented gay bars and drag queen bars. But on the flip side of that, had a very disturbing devotion to his mother. So he's a rageful gay man. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's sad. But also like a weird devotion to his mother that that a lot of people seem to take Although every time that Virgin that this story comes out, it's considered that Virginia definitely slept with her weird son. Mm. Who knows? Norman Bates. I don't know if it's true. A lot of like journalists and you know people who have reported the story like kind of twist it so that they're like she definitely fucked him. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Who knows? Prob probably. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Mm. Keep an open mind. As you listen. So, yes, he's a rageful gay. Um, <laughs> loves his mom. Nice. So much, though, that at one point, Jessica, his sister, mm-hmm. um, who he does not seem to care for, uh, <laughs> called or told their dad, because Norman adopted them mm-hmm. officially. She told Norman, mom's cheating on you. I saw her cheating on you with somebody. Because, like, mom is cheating all the time. She is. Like, Yeah. She loves to cheat. Damn, Vilar, what the fuck? She loves to fucks. Um, so Jessica one time is like, I saw mom cheating on you. And Jason gets so mad that she throws Jessica down the stairs. And then oh. kicks her in the ribs several times. After being thrown down the stairs. After being thrown down the stairs and breaks several of her ribs. Damn. That's just one instance of his violence towards his sister, or really, anybody who spoke badly about his mother. The stairs were just an aperitif. I'd be like, yo, your mom's a whore. And <laughs> run. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming! <laughs> this guy's like, I imagine him charging after you like fucking Leatherface, just like not stopping. You're like, he's out of breath probably. Oh shit, he's not! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, but fuck. It's with Rockaway in the background because yeah. it's the 80s. That's right. <laughs> after a while of like Jason being like a total fucking insane person it sounds like the parents were just like all right well we gotta do we gotta get him out of here so they got basically they got him an apartment and they paid a friend of jason's who jason knew from the gay bars steven heidel to basically be his roommate slash caretaker where he was supposed to make sure jason didn't get into like too much trouble and 
keep the house, keep the apartment tidy and be a roommate. Mm. So, so they have that taken care. He's just like off to the side, being pissed off as all hell, and nobody's doing anything about it. <laughs> recipe for fucking disaster. Yeah. So they got married in eighty five. Mm. By eighty nine, when most of this is happening. Like, she's cheating, you know, things have gone south at the company, da-da-da. They're just going through life, like, not, probably not very happy. Jessica also says that around this time, her mom and her brother were living together as husband and wife. So, a couple of years pass in their super unhappy lives, <laughs> where things probably just get shittier and shittier. <laughs> and then, on March 8th of 1991... Norman is at his dental office at lunchtime, so around 1 p.m. And a guy disguised in a ski mask, black attire, and leather gloves comes in through the back door. He comes down the hall, and he... I don't know if this is true, but it's reported that he coughed (laughs) while in the hall like an idiot, which like sounds like it might be a Jason move. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's an angry gay cough. <laughs> so dry in here. No, oh, Jesus. I'm so tired. So, so Norman, this particular reporter says that the cough was heard and then Norman goes out to investigate the noise, which doesn't sound likely to me because there's other people regularly at the, in the dental office at lunch. So I don't know why Norman would be like, what was that? Unless maybe it was a very distinct cough. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, Jason's here. <laughs> throat. so norman peeks his head out of his office and sees the masked gunman in front of him he's like no he turns around he runs and he runs into the waiting room where there are other people Mm. and at the front desk are a couple of other workers and virginia because virginia works as the secretary at the office right but he makes it through the waiting room door and the gunman shoots and it goes through the door and it hits him and it hits Norman in the chest and Norman goes down. Ugh. And it was uh, what they called, sadly, it was what they called like a, a sucking wound where it was just, it was, it was just bleeding blood very quickly and very profusely. Oof. The gunman takes a step closer, but then he hears uh, Norman say, Jason, is that you? So then that gunman runs out the door. He runs out a side door. Virginia calls the police and says, you know, somebody has come in and shot my husband. Definitely was my son. My husband is dying. (laughs) Definitely was my son. (laughs) So sadly, Norman dies. And once, you know, once the police have arrived and I'm not sure if they considered it a robbery gone wrong, which is what I'm going to guess they considered it mm-hmm. or, or if we can blame it on it being Florida police, 
because nothing really happens. You know, they bury Norman. Virginia is not a suspect. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really named as like a suspect. Just maybe, maybe they think Virginia and Jason because the police kind of see that they're a little, that Jason's so fucking weird. But it's not really investigated. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. But six weeks later. Damn, six weeks? (laughs) Six weeks later. Uh, somebody calls the Edgewater police station and says that he knows where the murder weapon is that was used on the dead dentist. Mm, okay. So detect- Detective Gamble gets the case. Gamble. Yeah. Uh, so Gamble interviews Stephen Heidel, who is Jason's the, roommate. Yes, yeah, protectorate. His protectorate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It sucks to be the friend of somebody who you have to be like somebody in their life is like, just make sure they get home from the club every night. I used to live with somebody like that. (laughs) The person I know like that went sober and now they're wonderful and they were always wonderful. They just had a problem. Oh, that's good. Well, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. (laughs) That's right. That is wonderful. I don't know, but I don't know about mine. <laughs> you were like, I'm done. Yeah, a while ago. I was like, well, thank you. That's it. It's also different because Steven's getting paid to do it. Like, he probably does not really care for Jason, as I'm sure not a lot of people did, because this guy was, like, super aggro. Yeah. I don't know. Eh. Anyway, we won't speculate on friendships. <laughs> I can't know why he said that. <laughs> They don't care. They don't give a we, shit. We will speculate on friendships. <laughs> Steven starts out by telling the detective that he really considers Virginia to be an evil woman. Evil woman. Yeah. Hmm. That she like had a hold on him. Not just financially, but just like just a hold. A manipulative hold over him and everybody else she knew. That's just the kind of person that she was, Stephen said. Is he gay? Yeah, I think Stephen is also gay. Yeah. Um, He said that she had instructed him right after the murder to hide a sawed-off shotgun and a bag of cement in his own mom's attic. So he did it, which is a weird way to do things, if you ask me, and we'll see why later. Um, then, yeah, in your own mom's house, not cool, man. And then she had him and another employee of Norman's, Chris Palmieri, uh, clean the gun along with another gun that was an Argentine pistol, they said. Steven said that they did that in the tub in the Lazarillier mansion. Hmm. Then Virginia told them to dispose of the guns. So they encased them in cement. They dumped both guns in a creek nearby. Steven also claimed that when he first went over there, Jason was complaining about money and that Virginia had mentioned that Jason didn't need to worry for that much longer because he was getting his 200000 soon for doing his part of the job. I want my cash. 
According to Stephen, Jason had even told him that Virginia had forged Norman's signature on his will and on insurance papers all before the murder. Hurry up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> he also said he knew for a fact that the pistol belonged to Jason, the Argentine pistol. And he found a saw next to a sawed-off rifle in their apartment in Orlando. So he's like, yeah, I saw the saw. Like, I saw the actual saw. That's how you do it, right? You saw it off? I seen the saw. (laughs) (laughs) Detective's like, that's cute. Uh Chris Palmieri... The girl who had supposedly helped Stephen was also interviewed by police, and she did confirm all of what Stephen said. Mm. That she was there and she helped, you know, like put the guns in cement. She said that, like, Virginia also had a hold over her that she just didn't understand. What's up with these fucking weak ass people? That's right, I said it. Yeah. Weak. <laughs> I was like, hey, do this. Like, fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. That's just me. It's like, just because she's your employer, because for both of them, she's the, obviously their employer. It just like, doesn't mean that you have to like do these things, even if she's like a bitchy employer. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. You I just mean, want to do these things for her. Yeah. I've had plenty of employers who were very like mean and rushy like that. Just like, hey, do this. And I'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. And then they would leave and I wouldn't do it. And they'd be like, I swear to God, I'll fire you one day. And I'll be like, okay, sure. But maybe it was the sex thing. She clearly didn't have a problem cheating. Yeah, but like. I don't know. Who well, knows? We don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's like, yeah. I'll fuck you. I'm a clean and fucking. Divers uncovered the guns in the creek. And Virginia was arrested a day later on May 4th, 1991. She was caught about to skip town after having received the insurance payout, which was for $2.1 million mm-hmm. from Norman's death. And she had a purse full of gold and cash with her. Yeah, yeah that's pretty sketchy. But it had been like, to, <laughs> to her logical credit, mm-hmm. it had been like seven or eight weeks. And they were like, not talking to her really. But she didn't know that they were investigating her, I think. That's true. So she's Still. like, I'm just going to go. They paid me out. So obviously there's no problem. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> For her trial, Virginia made another bad move mm. because she loves bad boys. Except for Norman, who was an, like a nerdy guy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Rest rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> for her trial, Virginia got a lawyer named Jack Wilkins. And Jack Wilkins was a criminal defense lawyer that specialized in drug dealers. He normally defended drug dealers. <laughs> and it was obvious to everyone in the 80s at the time that he was high and drunk like 100% of the time. <laughs> he had a pro- He had a fucking problem. Awesome. He had a problem. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It was not like soft shit either. It wasn't oh, like shit. marijuana. It was like he was buying ounces of meth and cocaine damn he's like what's up baby just got back from the boat spent all night on there i'm doing good isn't your, park, isn't your boat like parked in your yard yep 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 <laughs> you know you have a court today right oh yeah that's right court are we here right now is this court <laughs> who am i wait who are you <laughs> no 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 we're not there yet this is a 7-eleven 
Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> Cartwheels out. <laughs> so he had never done um, a capital murder case before. And he says that he tried to turn the case down like four times. I tried, baby. If that's true, then that's hilarious that Virginia kept being like, you have to be the one to do my case. Because he was known around town as like this shady lawyer. But for drug dealers, not for capital murder, not for murder. Murder is a whole nother game. I bet he was like, he probably said that too. He's like, listen, I, I do not. I am not the guy, okay? I'm not the fucking guy. But I see you in all your commercials. You the, look so cool. No, 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 I know I look cool. 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 This doesn't matter. Because <laughs> I'm not the fucking guy for this fucking case, okay? Do you want some cocaine? Yes. Let's have some. Some. And then we'll leave. No, and then we'll talk about my case. Oh, God, no. Fine, okay, yes. <laughs> She's giving him a blowjob. He's like, ah, I can't think of this. to be fair that part is completely untrue we don't know if she slept with the lawyer probably she probably no no we're just making terrible assumptions sure anyway (laughs) so we know the lawyer has a fucking problem so of course wilkins ends up taking the case and even though he even managed to like on his course of destruction also sleep with the court reporter. Damn, really? Yeah. <laughs> he also only reportedly spent three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars on the on Virginia's defense. <laughs> like of time and you know. Oh, hours. And, yeah. Like yeah, just resources. Tons of resources. I got That's two packs we, of loose leaf paper. Yeah. <laughs> and some pens. They're bix. It's good. It's good. It's good. The prosecution had submitted 3,000 pieces of evidence, and he only requested one day to review them. <laughs> That's a dream of mine. Like, I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. Uh, that is... Really stop me. It's fucking... Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> one, and then he fucking somehow passes out on the cookie. <laughs> It's my dream. It's one of my dreams to play an incompetent lawyer. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And if they're on drugs, it's like, oh, dude, fuck yeah. He is the best part of the story because he is such a mess. He is such a mess and he's taking everybody down with him. More than Virginia, I would say. Virginia did kill somebody. Yeah. But we don't know if Jack didn't kill somebody. Jack's just falling through life. <laughs> He's falling, up. falling around town. He's falling everywhere. I love this guy. <laughs> so I gotta get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. But I guess he has some more together than Virginia. Well, I guess not. You know. <laughs> anyway, um, there was fourteen days to Virginia's trial, and then there was one. I think it took like one hour for the jury to come back. Damn. And they found her guilt. They found her guilty of masterminding the plot to kill her husband. They were probably like guilty, right? All right, let's order lunch. Yeah, the prosecution's arguments were basically that Virginia had changed the will because they did obtain evidence that the will had been changed a few weeks before the murder, mm-hmm. and so had the life insurance policy. And uh, but. And, you know, and they showed a bunch of other, like, you know, circumstantial kind of evidence. That all became very damning. They also had testimony 
from an ex-lover of Virginia who said that she offered him $50,000 to kill Norman for him, for her. And a friend of an ex-lover who then later recanted saying it was just bar talk, but who had also claimed that she had offered him money to kill Norman. But... Um, but Wilkins didn't d- present like any expert testimony or any witnesses about her character or anything like that. There was basically no defense for her. Jesus. <laughs> it's super sad. Super sad. <laughs> yeah, it's real sad. <laughs> uh, but is it sad or did she do it? And, you know, she got what she fucking deserves. Exactly. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um... Because I doubt Jason acted alone, considering his fealty to his mom. Right. And the hard truth is that Norman did say Jason over and over again while he was dying. Oof. He said, is that you, Jason? And then he, as he was dying, I should have said this earlier, mm. he kept asking, "Where was that Jason? Where is Jason? Oh, that sucks. So it sounds like it was Jason. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he knew. That's rough. Which which really means that the mask wasn't that good either. Right. That he could see Jason. Like something was wrong with, it was probably fishnet. Yeah. Or like cashmere, a cashmere scarf, not really a skin mask. <laughs> it's even better. He had a scarf. He had a scarf wrapped around parts of his face. It's like, we can see your ear and your fucking cheek. He's like, and no one can see my face and cheek. Shut up. God. Ugh. I have great skin. I'm going to show it off. <laughs> it's a crime. He just hits him. Chase <clears throat> oh. It's so sad. You gotta stop hitting me. I'll stop hitting you. You stop being so stupid. <laughs> it's so mean. There's an extra one. Oh my goodness. Ow. So, anyway, she was convicted of masterminding the plot, as we said, mm-hmm. sentenced to death row. Mm. And was for a little bit. She was uh, death row neighbors with Aileen Wuornos. Ah, yeah. cool. Who she says over the years called her Cher. Mm. Would sometimes only bathe once every other month. Gross. And told her that she had killed seventeen men, not six. Oh wow! So, but you know, Aileen said different stuff every day. You got a shower, man. You got a yeah. shower. You gotta shower. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough not to shower. Ugh, humid. It's all fucking assy. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Once a month. I'm sorry I'm hanging on to this. I'll let it go. It's okay. So, as for Jason, Jason got himself a top-notch murder lawyer. Criminal defense. <laughs> and that guy was able to provide a bunch of expert witnesses that found a few major discrepancies in the case. Mm. Number one, the metal shavings found at Jason and Steven's apartment were metal shavings, but they didn't match the metal from the shotgun. Okay. Number two, the signatures, according to experts, were not forged on the will and the life insurance policy. Mm. So that one's a little, well... 
this expert said yes, this expert said no. So that's pandering, right? And number three, there was concrete found in the Lazalier home in like an old cooking pot, but it didn't match the concrete that was found encasing the guns. So on those three things, plus he uh, he didn't have to try very hard to get Stephen discredited because he used his friends as witnesses to attest that Stephen was a greedy, lying, cunning man who they didn't trust and did not associate with outside of the clubs. How many times... Uh, It sounds like this guy just got a bunch of his own experts to be like, well, yeah, they don't match. And and the the other mean gays to to be like, oh, he's horrible. I mean, could you imagine if you got out of here driving in West Hollywood super fast? You pull to a bus stop. There's a few gay guys there. You're just like, hey, listen, I have some money. Can you gays be extra mean? And they're just like, uh, like we can start with how you're dressed. You're like, get in, get in the car. (laughs) You're perfect. (laughs) They also alleged that he was very violent himself. They said that it was likely that he was the owner of the Argentine pistol that was found at the bottom of the creek along with the sawed off shotgun because they got his friends to testify that they had seen seen him pull it out at least twice before, threatening violence randomly. It's cattiness. Yes. Like, they're saying he pulled it out in, like, a parking lot and was like, who wants to die? Who wants to get shot by me? <laughs> what? So who knows? Yeah. With all this evidence, Jason was acquitted of all charges. Wow. Yeah. So he went free. Wow. He went into the Navy and we lost sight of him. Like, we don't, he fucking peaced out. In the Navy. Fantastic. <laughs> Come on and join your fellow man. <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> Virginia maintains her innocence. Uh. She says that while she may have been a lot of things, a homewrecker, a gold digger, she was not a murderer. And she did not hire her son or anyone else to murder her husband. After, sorry, we're not done. (laughs) Well, 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 well. After she had been on death row for a few years, Virginia's lawyer was prosecuted for the for embezzlement charges. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, Uh, and all that evidence came out about him sleeping with the court reporter, and. Uh, all the drugs. That's when everybody was testifying about, like, yeah, he was high all the time. No. Guys, come on, don't do this. All the drug dealers testified against him. There was other lawyers, like, even for for her case, where the prosecution was like, we did smell alcohol in his breath, but we were concerned. <laughs> but they wanted to win, so... <laughs> You know. That's fantastic. You'll have to excuse how I smell. I was walking here and a homeless man poured a 40 ounce of liquor on me. Now! <laughs> Falls over. He's like, whoa, my balance. I'm sorry. Uh, where, 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 where was I? Where wham? Hmm. So as such, a new lawyer and a private investigator who ble- believes Virginia is innocent tried to overturn her conviction completely. 
but a judge commuted it to a life sentence instead with the possibility of parole. In 2013, she told the New Time, the Miami New Times, not the New York Times, no, the Miami New Times, that she received a letter from Chris Palmieri, saying, and in the letter, Chris had said that she knew that she was innocent and that she knew that she hadn't have plotted to kill her husband. But by the time that she was ready to confess that everything had basically snowballed and it was too late to do so. That's what she claims. Mm. Uh, who knows? <laughs> you could just write a letter. Technically, you could just write a letter. Yeah, of to course. yourself as that person. <laughs> yeah, somebody comes to visit you. You're like, put this in the mail. <laughs> yeah, and she could just be like, in that letter. She's just like, you're also very pretty, <laughs> and you were always a really nice lady who made the best. Sandwiches in town. Yeah. You got a great ass. <laughs> you still got it, baby. You still got it. <laughs> Kiss it with your lips. Yeah. <laughs> he has, you're like, look, he has nice lips. She has nice lips. <laughs> she also said she hadn't spoken to either of her kids in over a decade at, uh, by that time. Damn. That was 2013. Um, by 2013, Stephen had also committed suicide. After attempting seven times throughout his life. Finally, in 2015, uh, Virginia married Jim McNutty after exchanging letters with him for years. So I guess good for Jim. Great for Jim. She continues to fight for her exoneration and has, as of 2015 at least, had the, (laughs) the Florida Justice League fighting for her appeal. Which is basically one lawyer named Keith Harris, who calls his business the Florida Justice League. You can contact him on LinkedIn. He's like, my silent partners are Batman, uh, Superman, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman at the South Beach office. Aquaman at South Beach, yes. Uh, uh, Flash. (laughs) Flashman. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can you speak up, sir? (laughs) (laughs) and that's the story of virginia lazalier who resides at the homestead correctional institution for now and will be eligible for parole when she is 81 Mm, wow what is that like 2026 or or something we're right around the corner that was supposed to be scary i don't know what the hell that was (laughs) thank you guys for listening uh, if you're in the LA area, we have a show on Sunday. No, Saturday. Saturday, March fourteenth. Sa- Saturday, May fourteenth. Saturday, May fourteenth, at the Pack Theater. Yes. With uh, Tantrum, the sketch team. We both are on it now. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So catch us if you're in the area. Yep. Good night. Good night. <laughs>